craft beer. I'm Ben Nother and I'm joined this week by Adol Kerji. Hello. Hey dude. We're not joined by Alex this week because he's off writing proposals for research positions. Oh, the glamorous life. Glamorous life indeed. So this week I've decided I'm just going to drink a couple of craft beers that are available in the supermarket purchased from Morrison's. Um, And I'm going to start with uh, Brewdog Dead Pony Club. How about you, Adam? What are you drinking? Uh, this week, again, because it's 1pm, um, I'm going to drink Sleeman's Cream Ale. Um, Sleeman's is an Ontario brewery that I think I've talked about before. Uh, one of Canada's older ones, uh, at a shockingly yeah. young 1834. <laughs> but, you know, that's, that's old for us. Yeah, um, yeah. It's there's probably their second most popular beer. They're, the most popular being the Sleeman's Honey Brown. Okay, but it's available all over Canada, so I thought it'd be a, a, a nice one to talk about in the similar vein of you and the Morrison's beer. Yeah, yeah, nice, nice. I'm gonna crack this one open. So, um, yeah, Dead Pony Club is uh, from Brewdog. It's a uh, pale ale, or session ale, so it's only at about three point eight percent. So a nice light beer to start with. Oh yeah, this is a 5%, comes in a fancy silver can, silver and red. Nice. The nose is a little watery, if that makes sense. Yeah. And slight sweetness. Mm. Hmm. Maybe a hint of malt, but not really. There's a primary um, scent that I can't place right now but it's pretty mm. pretty smooth for for a beer it's just not nice. enough salt on the nose yeah the, the dead pony club's similar in that it's it's quite smooth um in comparison to like the punk ipa right it's not as hoppy it's not quite as bitter um it, it, i suppose it is the session version right uh, of the punk ipa um although maybe not be just as it's a pale ale so mm. it may not be an ipa as such uh, but it's nice it's very carbonated um Brewdog have started releasing some of their beers in cans, Ooh. which you can also purchase in Morrison's. Uh, Alex and I tried a few um, and thought that they tasted a little worse than the bottle, hmm. um, bottled versions of them. We're not sure why. We're not sure why a can versus a bottle mm. yeah, gives that much difference, really. Yeah, with um, Coca-Cola, it makes sense because... Uh, it's so acidic. Because <laughs> mm, mm. um, Coke from the can is the second best way to have Coke. Um, What's the, the first? Glass bottle. Okay, okay. You don't really get glass bottles over here. No, you don't get them over here either. Actually, cane, <laughs> cane sugar glass bottle. Because I, I don't know what they uh, make Coke with in the UK, but here in North America, because of the corn lobby, mm. uh, it's made with uh, high fructose corn syrup as a All sweetener. Right. And uh, Coke with the cane sugar blows it out of the water. In fact, every single soda is better with cane sugar than high fructose corn syrup. Nice. Okay. Something to remember if I ever uh, venture over. 
Yeah. It's worth checking out when you're when you're traveling. If you've never had cane sugar coke, it it tastes different. Excellent, excellent. So, should we get chatting about some games? Sure. Would you like to kick us off? What have you been playing recently? Uh, given that it's been a number of weeks and I um, have these vastly empty days in Saskatoon when uh, my sister's family aren't around, um, yeah. uh, it's easy to distract myself from what I should be doing with games. Mm. Probably the most played games, though, um, is a puzzle game called Hex Cells, and it's two sequels, uh, Hex Cells Plus and Hex Cells Infinite. Yeah. Uh, okay, this is going to be one of my weird analogies. Um, you know in the movie Twins, the idea is that all the good parts go to Arnold Schwarzenegger and all the dregs are embodied by Danny DeVito? Yeah, yeah. Think of Sudoku and Minesweeper Okay. having an Arnold Schwarzenegger baby. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, screams at you every time you open it up. Yeah, basically... Instead of squares, the tiles are, are hexagons. Um, the idea is you're given a couple black squares which say, like, if it has two on it, then two of the square uh, hexes that it's... Are t- it, two of the... So, sorry. There's blue ones and then things that are orange. Right. And the orange ones, you can either left-click to mark them as blue, meaning it's one of the hidden ones you're trying to find. Yep. Or right-click, and it you're by to say it's not blue, and therefore it's another black one with a number on it. Sure, sure. Um, and then it tells you how many are left. Um, but it's things like, so you've got one black square that says two, but there are four hexes touching it. So you, all you know is two of those are blue. Right. And thus okay. two of them are Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get, I, I get the um, putting uh, Sudoku and... and um... The other one, Minesweeper. Yeah, yeah. so you have to deduce, given the information you have at hand, like, for instance, if you have a six, everything around is, because they're hexagons, everything's going to be blue. If it's a five, only one's going to be missing, and so you just sort of have to think your way around that. But Mm. Hexels 1 is is really well-paced. It gives you that, a couple puzzles, just as I described, and then it starts introducing new mechanics. Okay. So, um, the First new mechanic is um, set braces, the squiggly brackets. Mm-hmm. And if if you have a blues, uh, if you have a black square with squiggly brackets, it means those are all in a row. Touch all right. it. So, yeah, yeah. so a five, so like a two squiggly bracket. You know the second one is either on the left or right of the first one. Mm-hmm. And again, that introduces new ways of deducing things. Um. If it's it also then the the um, opposite is sort of a dash the number and a dash and that means they're not touching they're not contiguous right. rather yep, so if yep. two if you if you've got a two square that's only touching two hex that's only touching three hexagons you know the middle isn't and the left and right are because mm-hmm. they can't be beside each other right? yeah yeah um, and then it introduces the same numbering schema but on the columns. So it'll be a number at the top of the column, and that tells you how many are blue in that column. Right, okay. And then similarly, they can be in braces or in dashes, so they're contiguous yep. or not. And they also do that on the diagonals, mm-hmm. and sometimes on the rows. No, never on the rows. So does the, is it, um, do you have a, 
sort of set puzzles to complete. So the and fir- then you, you progress through sort of levels and it introduces these new mechanics through levels, which I assume get slightly more difficult and more complex and larger. Oh, yeah. Uh, like one of the last ones of Hex Cells, you had like probably had to find 50 amongst 100 hexagons. No, less than that. And you had two pieces of information that were like two black cells. Yeah. Uh, and you, and, but they're all designed so you can, you never have to guess. Um, you get, when you pass the level, uh, it records your mistakes. When you pass the level, the, basically, you've got different worlds, and there's six of them. Mm-hmm. And there's six worlds, sorry, there's six levels in each world, and there's, and as you go, you uh, uh, unlock worlds. If you get a solid blue, it means you had more than two, you had more than one mistake. Yeah. Uh, and that un- that gives you sort of a less of a count, and at certain counts you unlock the worlds. Okay. But so ideally you want to have one or zero mistakes, and it it sort of turns a lighter blue. Mm-hmm. So to perfect the game, you have to do all of the levels with one or less mistakes. Sure, sure. Um, and Hex Cells sort of walks you through it really nice, introduces these mechanics at a good pace. Hex Cells Plus it introduces you to the mechanics, but it gets difficult rather quickly okay um and it also sort of it makes you have to it widens the type of reasoning you have to have Mm -hmm. like in hex cells one it's pretty much here's the information so this you look at the cell and from the cell and it's like information relating directly to the cell you can figure things out but in hex cells plus you have to think of okay it's either going to be this one or this one or this one and if it's this one, then like you have to do second level reasoning. You have to keep keep more information of more than one cell to sort of figure out which one has to be the blue one. Yeah. Did you uh, did you jump from Hexiles to Hexiles Plus pretty quickly? I, I um, went immediately to it, but I yeah. got it in a bundle with Hex, like all three of them. I can't yeah. remember from where a long time ago. And now Hexiles Infinite is same idea, but much harder. Mm. Um, but also they have. Uh, they developed an algorithm that generates levels, hence the oh, infinite. Right. Yeah. Um, so you might might think, oh well, I should just buy the infinite one because then I don't I don't run out of content. But it's quite difficult if you haven't like they, they, it's a good pacing and they're all fairly cheap. Sure. I, I would at least get hex cells and maybe skip plus, mm-hmm. and you might be okay. But it's super addictive. I I in a day finished hex cells and immediately started hex cells plus. Wow, nice, yeah. nice. So yeah, that's Good. that's the, the game that's taken up most of my time. And I'm not even a puzzle gamer normally. But now yeah. I'm looking at all other puzzle games because it turns out I like puzzle games. But who yeah. knew? <laughs> it's when you start to delve more into the uh, into the genre and realize that there's loads of games you haven't played that are well-received by loads of other people and have really good reviews and things. And suddenly yeah. you've dedicated all of your time just to puzzle games. Um I, I sort of feel like that with point-and-click adventure games at the moment. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I was playing Broken Age several weeks ago. Right, I remember um, that. Chat to Alex, yeah. Chat to Alex about it um, a couple of episodes ago. Um, and I d- finished Act 2. Which uh, is a few, the whole uh, game, right? Ago. So, yes, yeah. There's only Act 1 and Act 2. Um, but Act 2 sort of ramps up the difficulty of the puzzles. Um, whereas Act 1, you've... Very, um, you, you almost stick with one character 
and you because there's two characters to pick from, two um, storylines running concurrently, um, and you play through one storyline, play through the other one. They don't interact a huge amount, but when it comes to Act Two, uh, the storylines start to interact a little bit more. You need to do something with one character um, that affects something that happens with the other character to then um, do something they need right. to to. to they feedback and they need other. to perform, and yeah, and you have to do quite a lot of back and forth, especially with the sort of the last half an hour of the game. Um, and as I was saying to Alex, sort of when I started the game, I wasn't in that point and click frame of mind. I wasn't clicking on everything. I wasn't exploring all of my options. I was just sort of expecting it to tell me what to do because that's um, what uh, action games do. Exactly, exactly. You, I've come to not rely on it, but you've almost come to expect it a little bit, that it's going to give you some prompts and, and allow you to um, to move forward. But but Broken Age almost gives you nothing, and you've really got to think about it. You've got to try and explore absolutely everything. So you'll get to a character, uh, an NPC, and you'll be chatting. Well, all of them are NPCs down there, apart from the one you're playing. But you get to another character, and you've got to explore the um, dialogue choices. You've got to tease information out of them. You can start to use items on them to see if they want them or see right. if they want to use them. Um, and because I suppose I, uh, Act 1 had, had eased me into it as such, or at least once I'd clicked, that's why I had to start doing it, eased me into it. And the puzzles weren't too difficult. Um, whereas with Act 2, it really ramps up um, sort of the difficulty and almost gives you nothing. And you've really got to just fully explore absolutely everything. Um, you, you visit a lot of the same locations, or you visit all the same locations almost, um, as you did in Act 1. Um, but because of that... Yeah, yeah, so the, the, the characters almost switch sides. Hmm. Um, so both the other ones exploring the other environment that the right. first one was in. Um, and, and you almost feel, because you've already explored the area once, that you know what you should be doing and what's happening, but actually it's something very subtly different but that, that will work in a completely different way um but that was yeah i mean it's a very enjoyable game it was the, the free playstation plus game um oh, that's always handy yeah yeah several was it um Two i think it was ago? october it might yeah. have been october's playstation plus game um but yeah yeah uh finished that highly enjoyed it um but it led me to pick up um uh, dropsy the clown I've vaguely heard of this, but... So, it's a, a point-and-click adventure game, and they um, advertise it a point-and-click hug-venture game. So, you are a clown, and you're playing through this, this uh, adventure game, mm-hmm. and the thing with the clown is he loves to hug everybody. So, people don't want to hug you until you've made them happy by doing whatever action right. it is they want you to do. Um, and that's sort of how you progress through the story, by appeasing people and making them happy um, and trying to figure out um, what they need. Right. Um, with, with Broken Age, it's, you, you get a lot of dialogue, a lot of spoken dialogue within Broken Age. It's all fully voice acted. Drops of the Clown has no voice acting at all. Right. It's all, all of the clues for what you need to do are told through um, not even speech bubbles, almost action bubbles. Mm. So you'll get an action which will show maybe a flower and then a crying face and oh. then something else that equals. Now, are these thoughts uh, sort of. coming from the characters, but in yes. pictographs? Yes. So they come from the characters. So you go up and you talk to one of the characters and these, these bubbles will appear above them and you've got to try and decipher right. what these, um, what it entails. Uh, and it was, it's quite nice and 
easy because once you've picked up the language right. uh, and what each of the symbols begin to mean, it's quite quick to understand what a character wants. Um, it was it was only a very quick game, I suppose, as opposed to Broken Age, which I think took me um, several hours. You know, it, it took me a few afternoons to right. get through. That's more because of incompetency than actually it being. But no, I don't think it's long. incompetent because the whole point, <laughs> the whole point yeah. of uh, point and click um, game adventure games is that the puzzle should be hard. That's where yes. the, that's yeah. the gameplay. It, if it if it's really hard for you, that should be a good thing, right? Mm, mm. Um, however, it sounds like uh, Drop to the Clown, once the language clicked... Yes, very um, much. It, that was good. I like that. <laughs> uh, it sort of just became more running through than... Um, yeah, it, it did. Towards the end of the game, it definitely felt like it was um, just swiftly moving through screens. Um with with Broken Age, there there is a lot of back and forth between the areas that you've been in. But normally, um, or with a lot of it, it, it almost came in order. So you'd go back to one screen, you'd do something on that screen, you'd go to the next screen, you'd, you'd then do the next part of it, you'd go to the next screen, or maybe you skip one. Whereas with Dropsy, you're back and forth across the map, just moving through areas really, qu- uh, not quickly, walking through areas wow. slowly. Um, but not having to do anything for maybe five or six screens until you oh. then discover the person that you need to speak to. Um, it, it's, it, it's all um, sort of um, pixelated and it, it looks really nice. It's got a fantastic soundtrack. There's some really good, um, some really good background music to it. Um, but yeah, it just, it just felt a little after coming from broken age. Right. I think maybe if I'd have done it the other way around, I wouldn't have picked up on dropsy being, a little more. Do you think you would have looked for another in an adventure game though after Dropsy? Uh, probably not. If I, I don't think I would have looked for for either of them had Broken Age not have been the uh, right. free PlayStation Plus game. Um, I, I really I only played it because I had it available to play. Yeah. Um, and yeah, yeah. As I said, that then pushed me on to, to looking for something else. Um, but yeah, had it been the other way around and. and Maybe I'd seen Dropsy in a sale or something like that, and, and picked it up and tried it for a bit. I might not. I might not have even completed it. I might have just played for a, a little while. Right. Thought, mm, okay, this is fun. It's uh, gets a little bit repetitive, and, and, and dropped it. But I suppose because I was in that frame of mind for a point-and-click game, I right. sort of wanted to see it through to the end. Now, is that uh, frame of mind exhausted now? Or are you? Um. Yeah, I think so. I've not um I've not sought any other point and click adventure games. Um there was a uh, Steam Autumn sale. Yes, there was. Um and I picked up a few games, none of which were point and click adventure games. I I I don't even know if any were on sale. That's so I just breezed uh, past lots of games until I sort yeah. of saw what I wanted, but Deponia the Deponia series is a fairly popular um smaller publisher point and click series. That goes on sale on good old games and Steam and even Humble Bundle, I think, the Humble Bundle store. Yeah. And uh, I've heard really good things. I started Deponia, the first mm-hmm. one. I think it's there's three in the series. And the first few puzzles were challenging, and I got through the first sort of main stage. And then I, I can't... Oh, and then I discovered Hexels. That's what happened. So... <laughs> Uh, and so I, I haven't really 
touched it again, but um, I don't really have an urge to do adventure games. I do think yeah. it is one of the genres where you really have to be in the mood for it. Definitely, definitely. Well, like, they're, not, they're not easy pick-up-and-play games. Yeah. Well, like a puzzle game, I could play for like 10 minutes almost any day, and I might stop, you know, a little while, but I, I wouldn't be like, oh, I definitely don't want to play that. Yeah, yeah. Nice. So, I'm banging through this Brewdog Dead Pony Club. How is it? We we sort of skipped that taste part of our. It's, it's very nice. It's um, it's it's a little hoppy, not much at all. So um, more more of a pale ale than an India pale ale. Yes, yeah, yeah, you get a just a slight hint of it. Um, it's slightly coppery, not overly, but you get a slight hint of that in there, which is which is nice. It, it almost smells like an, a, a punk IPA, um, but just toned down very slightly. <laughs> Um, I don't know. You sort of, along with Punk IPA, Dead Pony Clubs, the, the sort of the beer that you see um, pushed into sort of mass retailers. Yeah. Um, most of the time, so it's good though. It's very good. Yeah. Uh, the cream ale. It's not that creamy. Mm-hmm. It's light on the um, carbonation, which makes sense for a cream ale. Yeah. Um, but it's not—it's not creamy like Guinness or Kilkenny. Like it's not like uh, cream creamy. Um, it also that sort of watery smell is also mm-hmm. sort of part of the taste. Like it just sort of tastes a little. It kind of tastes like weak, if that makes sense. Like it just there's something missing. It's, it doesn't yeah, have. Yeah. It's not a hearty tasting beer and it's not smooth like a cream ale should be because mm-hmm. normally you can have a sort of lighter flavor but it's replaced by something else this sort of feels like when they say cream ale they just mean not boisterous in taste but then it doesn't have the smoothness to go with it sure it's not to say that it's bitter or anything there's a slight ever so slight bitterness but even that's super toned down so it's kind of just a beer mm. like i wouldn't suspect it's a cream ale when i tasted it Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Um, well, as I as I finish, I'm going to open up my next beer. I'm going to um, open up my the... pack of jealousy. Cheer! It's the Goose Island Goose IPA. Another beer I've had before, but again, another beer from the supermarket. So did you uh, did you pick up anything in the um, in the steam autumn sale whilst we're slightly on the topic? Um, did I pick up anything? Oh, I don't remember. Um, yes. What was it? Oh, I picked up um, a, a two pack, a two pack Shakur of um, yet another zombie game. What? What? Or what is it called? <laughs> Hold on. It is called. Um, Let's try yet another zombie defense. Okay, um, because the game was fifty-four cents, right? And the two-pack was eighty-two cents. Nice. What's and the two-pack game? I no, as in the two-pack of this game. Oh, I see. Sorry, I, see. I was being unclear. Um, For a moment there, rather than you meaning two-pack, I thought you actually played through a zombie game as two-pack. Two-pack Shakur. Oh my god, yeah. we need to make this game. <laughs> Um, and it's a, uh, I haven't played it yet, but it's basically, uh, 
instead of a tower defense, you have, you know, like a small area which has a lamppost and some barricades. Mm-hmm. And you and your, uh, it's co-op, so you play together okay. and you just shoot zombies. It's, you know, uh, sort of not not quite isometric, but top-down at an yeah. angle. Um, yeah, I figured I'd give that a go. Um, just trying to look what else I I got a couple other games. Oh, I got... I basically bought a couple of these um, little games that uh, I had heard of uh, more recently. Mm -hmm. So I got um, Unfinished and Artist Lament. Yeah. um, And Journal. Okay. I don't know if you've heard... I've heard of the first one, but I've not heard of Journal. So Journal is... um, uh, enter the pages of the hand-painted world of journal, a journey through the life of a young and troubled girl as she tries to face up the choices and responsibilities that come with childhood. Ooh. An experience that questions the reliability of how we choose to remember events and explores the truth. I've heard really good things. It's got, yeah. It came out um, last February, mm-hmm. like 2014. Uh, and it's, it just looks really, really pretty. Nice. Um, so it, it it's basically like an open book with like ruled paper. Yeah. Um, and so on a table, so there are things on the table. It's like a, I mean, the graphics of the table and the things on the table are pretty crappy, but then everything else is looks hand drawn, hand painted. Sure. So it's like the smoothness of watercolors. Mm. So there's no harsh lines, but you sort of, you interact with it that way. And I thought that would be kind of cool. Nice. And I bought Wolfenstein The New Order. Ooh, excellent. I heard excellent things, and it was finally on sale. Yeah, yeah. And the last thing, Secret Ponchos. Oh, okay. I um, Yeah, I think I had Secret Ponchos on the PS4, um, which was one of the free PlayStation Plus games right back when um, the PS4 was released, um, I believe. But I've never played it. Ah, well, I haven't played this one yet. Perhaps we'll play on our two different platforms and uh, report back. Exactly, exactly. Um, I didn't pick up much till um picked up Titan Souls. Oh, yeah. Which is uh, a little um, uh, pixel. It's, it's almost like a, a Shadow of the Colossus type. There's only uh, large boss battles. Right. Um, it's very easy to die. You've, I, I believe very early on, you've only got sort of one arrow to shoot at them and you've got to go and... Or, one arrow at a time until you hit them and you've got to go and pick that up to be able to, to be able to shoot it again and things. Right. Um, but it looks really interesting. Um, has had some good reviews. Um, I also picked up, uh, the Stanley parable. Oh, you finally which, picked it up. Yeah. Which completely passed me by. Um, I played beginner's guide, um, when it oh, was right. released a couple of months ago, um, which, which is fantastic, but I'm waiting for one of you two to play it as well. So we can yeah, I don't have think a very, I- in-depth discussion about it um but yeah i mean i've, I've seen um my brother play the stanley parable uh, i liked the humor of the narration and the way the game sort of um plays with you and things so yeah i'm looking forward to that um i forgot even to look for a beginner's guide on um the steam sale yeah i'm not sure i didn't see it in the um in the sale um but like the stanley parable was something like one pound 20 oh yeah it was i remember it was dirt cheap I mean, yeah. it was dirt cheap a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, very true. Uh, it, um, 
So I really enjoy the Stanley Parable. I've not done it because I started it on the Rift. Okay. And it's really enjoyable that way. Yeah. Because uh, you don't have to... Because it is about looking around and stuff, and it's mm. not really, like, action-y, so you don't have to worry about, like, spinning around. Like, I would not want to play Call of Duty on the Rift because so much of your looking is aiming, right? Yep. And also, you need to be able to spin around. I think I'd just get a headache. Yeah, you're trying to be as quick as possible, and it's all twitch responses yeah. and movements. And things. Um, but that's a game you just sort of want to wander about and look at things, right? Mm. So, mm. Um, having said that, like, Fear, I, I really enjoy on the Rift. Yeah. Um, but I just think there's a difference between sort of the... the yeah, like you said, Twitch. It's the speed of modern FPS multiplayers versus versus even modern um, single-player FPSs, but also especially from things from, like, five to ten years ago. Yeah, yeah. Pacing is just a little different. Mm, mm, definitely. Things do seem to have, um, to have got faster recently in terms of how things um, interact with you and when they come at you, especially in first-person shooter games. Um, I don't think so much within other um, sort of games. Um, I know that um, Bloodborne, made by uh, From Software, Great. have or is slightly faster than the Dark Souls games um, that were released. They, they, it plays on that with slightly different mechanics and, and you play it in a slightly different way. But... A lot of people have said that that's a, a slightly faster game than the the standard sort of Dark Souls, Demon Souls um, right. mechanics and things. So they do seem games do seem to be getting a little bit faster, going in a slightly quicker pace, mm-hmm. which isn't a, a bad thing. It just gives you more um, variation in the games that you play. If you're still getting, you know, if you get Bloodborne and you get another game, another Dark Souls, so Dark Souls Three, which is coming out. Right. Um, then you've sort of got both of those to, you, you know, you can pick up which one suits you better, I suppose. Right. Um, although, I, we've been, we've played a fair bit of um, FPSs in the past couple of months, and I just realized mm-hmm. that we both gravitated to a genre which is totally at your own pace. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if that has to do with the things we've been poking. <laughs> Quite possibly. But... Um, it's an idle thought. The, uh, well, the other game that I have been playing, which I, I won't talk about a huge amount because I'm not that far into it, is the absurdly massive Fallout 4. Ah, you haven't picked that up. Yeah, it was. Uh, I, I was trying to ignore it. Um, but everyone loves the shit out of it? Well, my, my brother turned up at the, my house for the weekend. We invited him up to come up for a few beers. And he turned up with a late birthday present and said, here you go. And it's like... Oh, Jesus. oh, now you've fucking done it. So, uh, so yeah, I've um, I put uh, not a huge amount of hours. I've only, I've only played maybe six hours of it. But that's a game that you can take, uh, even though it's got that sort of not quite as fast-paced shooting as something like Call of Duty. Right. Um, you can still take that so much at your own pace. I've just been sort of wandering the um, the wasteland just discovering points i've barely done any missions or, or progress the story at all um which is yeah just been wandering about getting my ass shot by Excellent. loads of raiders and getting into high level areas when i shouldn't be getting into them and it's um yeah it's fun it's really fun excellent um well, uh, there was another 
game. I was playing. Is well, there anything you else you want to say about Fallout Four? Um, no, I think I'll, I think I'll leave it to a, a later um, episode because I've not um, uh, delved into it too um, much at all. Sort of from from a lot of the things I've seen, there's a lot of crafting. There's these um, ideas of being able to build settlements. Um, yeah, loads of, loads of bits that I've just not looked at yet. So if you know. I can tell you that it's fun to just wander the wasteland and shoot at things. I was going to say, that how immersive is the world? Because I've heard that's a really big thing. And you've played the previous Fallout games, right, I assume? Um, yeah, I didn't play New Vegas. Oh. Um, but I played uh, Fallout 3. I played Fallout, uh, the original Fallout as well. Uh, but very different game. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never really been a massive fan of Bethesda games. Oh. And I've never... Like, I, I didn't get into um, Skyrim. I played Morrowind when that came out. I didn't I did, get into Skyrim either. I, no, I didn't get into Oblivion. I didn't get into Skyrim. Um, and I think that was because I played so many um, fantasy set online multiplayer games. Um, right. EverQuest. All the other ones. World of Warcraft. As many as sort of I could get my hands on. Um, and Guild Wars and stuff. That they sort of all felt a little bit empty. Right um, to me. Whereas Fallout, it's sort of meant to be. Empty. Yeah, that that weakness of the engine slash world design is actually a strength. Yes. Yeah. That is like a really good point. Mm. So it, it it sort of you know the the multiplayer games I've been uh, sorry not multiplayer the single player games that I've been playing the big ones so the the Witcher three and, and right. Metal Gear Solid five very different games to this um, and both of those Metal Gear does seem devoid of anything at times, but it's very easy to go into sort of action mode right. in that and just keep going on with that and just going from outpost to outpost, just destroying people. Uh, the Witcher 3 was absolutely full of stuff. Um, even when you went off the beaten track, you'd come across did, monsters. And, and Did you end up finishing it or did you get sufficiently distracted by, um, uh, by Metal Gear? Uh, uh, did I finish The Witcher? Yeah. Yes, I did. Yeah, yeah. And they released a an expansion. Yes, uh, they did. Uh, I say it's not really not an expansion as such. Um, a little bit DLC of um, DLC with a few more missions, um, which took you past the um, not level cap as such, but as long as you were over level thirty, um, you could go and do these additional missions. Hmm. Um, and I think I got to, I was about level 34 or something like that when I finished the game so I could go back and do that but they they are releasing an expansion which is going to take you to another area hmm. which hasn't been shown off yet um so I think I'll probably pick both of those up when that comes out and jump back into the Witcher right. at that point um whereas with Metal Gear I don't think well, I say that if they released another couple of missions for it, I probably would pick them up because although, I want more story, more was, story. Uh, although the odds of that are lower. Yeah, yeah, it does seem uh, it does seem very low. Um, but no, I mean, uh, yeah, I know that something like Fallout Four will have additional content. All, all of the, the Bethesda games do include um, will come out later with additional content. So I'll see how I get on with this one first and, and how far I progressed through because I, I never finished Fallout 3 um, I got about 90% of the way through put it down because something else came out and just never picked it up again I think that's fair yeah and, and I think when something like New Vegas came out I just had my fill of that 
sort of genre. Whereas now I've had such a big length of time since Fallout Three. Right. Fallout Four seems to have come at um, at the right time. Um, and as it was only announced this year at um, the Bethesda conference at, um, at E3, there's not been that long to wait for it to be released. Whereas with a lot of games now, you're sort of getting an 18-month, well, more than that, you're getting yeah, a two-and-a-half-year um, sort of lead-in time. Like The last Guardian's been touted for about seven years now. It's yeah. ridiculous like that. So. I, I do appreciate the... the we're not going to bother telling you until it's going to be a thing. Mm, mm. Um, mostly because there's the way hype cycles work. Um, also, if you tell us super early about yeah, your concept stage, you haven't hit any logistical walls, and yeah. you're just setting things up to be a disappointment, right? Mm-hmm. When it inevitably gets delayed because you need a little bit more time for polish, or because something didn't quite work the way it sort of it you had to cut a feature because of timelines or whatever yeah yeah um while being like we're pretty sure all of this is going to be in also there's not going to be a lull in the hype cycle because there's not enough time yes yeah um having said that um from what i understand uh at least uh one of the press releases of eb games no no it was gamestop in the states um, that they the Star Wars Battlefront sales mm. were sixty percent of what they expected. Really? Yeah. Apparently, wow. it's not doing that great. Although part of GameStop's claim is that um, it's because most pe- more people are moving to digital versus physical gaming. Sure, sure, and it's not so including on not... including on consoles, right? Yeah, yeah. I know, um, or I saw a stat, which I don't know whether it was. Um, UK or whether it was worldwide, but it said that um, a lot more people had picked up the um, uh, picked up Battlefront on PS4 than they had done on um, Xbox um, well, and um, PC combined. Oh, that is interesting. Yeah, yeah. So it's not doesn't seem to you know shooters do really well on PCs normally. Mm-hmm. Um, this just oh, well. doesn't seem to have resonated with um, with that crowd. It, it seems that, that maybe because it had, had such a big advertising link with ps4 that's what people have, have picked it up on um mm. I, and i know you know being both a, a, a pc and a, a playstation gamer i probably if i'd have picked it up i probably would have picked it up for playstation 4 that's fair i think uh i wouldn't be uh, if i had a playstation 4 i uh i might think of that as well although as we know i'm pc first yeah yeah um, although having the PS3 and, and the various games I've bought on, on the PS3 has helped here because there's a PC, PS3 here and I can just download a, a couple games. Nice. And a lot of them are the free games. Oh, that's the other game I played. Rain. Oh, yeah. Which was free a million years ago on the yeah on PS Plus. And it's really fun. It's not that long. I'm, I'm too ch- it's an eight-chapter game. It tells a story. Story is a boy sees in the rain in Paris, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. in in some European city, although it's hard to tell anyway. Um, sees an outline of a a monster chasing a girl. I say outline because they're both invisible except for water is hitting them. Yeah, he follows them, goes through some sort of uh, doorway that they go through, and he turns into an invisible person as well. 
mm-hmm. and um, the mechanics are basically you're trying to look for the girl, and spoiler alert, you find her at some point to travel with her, um, and you're trying to navigate to find a safe place, and it tells a story, I won't give away any of that, that stuff, but it's reasonably engaging, um, it's no voiceover, but it gives you like text overlays, and then the boy did this, like it's very much storybook based. Mm-hmm in sort of the way the narrative comes out. But, like, the mechanics are super simple. Um, there's, like, bad guys that are all, like, wolves or dogs or something-ish, that type of thing. And they, as soon as they see you, they chase after you. Yeah. But they're fully sight-based, so if you go under an awning or a roof or something, you disappear completely. Uh, because they, no rain is hitting you. Yeah. 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 But it, it, it does a really good job of showing you where you, where you are by little dust clouds on your footsteps sure um yeah it's really fun i i totally got into it I, it was not that challenging mm. um but um i so it's sort of it sort of walks the line between story driven and gameplay driven it's nothing major in either but still manages to satisfy yeah, yeah. like if you said pick a story game i wouldn't pick it if you said pick a gameplay game i wouldn't pick it but it all works really well together despite that. Mm, mm. I'm not sure it's, um, it, it sort of really, it didn't release that long ago, did it? It's only a couple of years old. Um, I think yeah. it appeared on, I think it appeared on PlayStation plus quite quickly. Um, yeah, but it, I, it, I think it came out around about the time, maybe it's only a year or a little bit older than that. Um, but around about the time that the, the, the next generation of consoles came out. So it um, it was quite overlooked. And I know I'd got rid of my PlayStation three, before it came um, out on PS Plus, it, it, it came out on PS Plus. And what we, we yeah, so we're about two years into the um, into the current cycle on the PlayStation Four and the Xbox One, aren't we? So I, uh, I think I, um, I got it on like the first month I had PS Plus. Yeah, yeah, because uh, I haven't had it that long. Okay, but yeah, it's fun, um, and nice. the story is reasonably engaging. Um, so. Once I started it, I kind of wanted to finish it. It's also, I, I did a quick search and found out that it was eight chapters, and the first chapter didn't take me, the first couple chapters didn't take me that long, and I think yeah. knowing its length helped me play it more. Okay. Because, I, like I said, it's not stellar, but it's short enough that it's, yeah, I'd kind of want to know how this ends. Mm, mm. And that's enough to propel me, because it's only going to be a few hours. Sure. Like, I'd probably put three hours into it to get to six chapters mm-hmm. nice yeah i mean that's not not long at all i, th- I think with um say like the, the you know broken age and dropsy at least broken age had two acts so once right. i'd completed the first act you sort of you get a feel that the, the second act is going to be um, a similar sort of length um, right wasn't because it was the puzzles were harder and there was a lot more to sort of try and um try and get out of it to be able to progress um right. so it did take a little bit longer but you you sort of you have that benchmark whereas dropsy being just sort of one playthrough um no chapters or acts or anything like that you're just continuously going and you don't really know how well you're progressing you you sort of get a, there is a a, a slight storyline to it but it's got lots of little subplots in in between that don't relate to the main sort of storyline and you can be doing all of these little subplots um well 
I would imagine that you can probably do most of them before you even worry about a lot of the you know the, the very short sort of main story that it has I mean and drops is not wasn't a very long game at all um, but it, it gave you nothing to sort of to know how well you were progressing really right or at least nothing that I would uh, that I sort of picked up on um, there is a cool feature that when you've hugged someone and you have um, helped them out and done what you need to do a almost child's drawing will appear on the bedroom wall uh, above Dropsy's bed, which obviously he has drawn. Um, and and the wall starts to fill up with all of these pictures. So yeah. I would imagine that only that wall fills up with pictures. So you sort of get a sense with how many pictures you've put on that wall. Right. But not all subplot, uh, you know, not all of the, um, the sub-sort of plots were paced as quickly as, as other ones some of them were really swift you only had to do one small thing whereas other ones you had to trek back and forth across the, the map to be able to do so it sort of even with that it didn't give you a huge amount to, to know sort of how well you were doing right um, which I suppose is one of the, the turns off of point and click adventure games which is why I like sort of you know the exploration sort of strategy games you know where you're going with those once you've conquered half the map you know that you are <laughs> right you're sort of on your way but um, but yeah but it was it was still sort of, it was still fun. So shall we discuss, as I've mentioned, Fallout Four, uh, a, a little bit of news that dropped um, last week, I believe, which were the sale figures for um, Fallout Four versus the other big release um, on that day, which was Rise of the Tomb Raider, um, right. and chat a little bit about. Christmas, winter, gaming. Sounds good. The season of gaming. So I haven't actually um, toured the boards uh, slash websites for a while, so I don't actually know anything about the sales figures. I will say that it's just probably because I'm a PC gamer and Tomb Raider is much more of a console-style game and Fallout is much more, at least... The audience on the PC would look at a Fallout game way before a Tomb Raider game, I think. Right. But I didn't even realize Rise of the Tomb Raider um, came out the same day. Mm, mm. So it's um, or that it was out at all, to be honest. Yeah, it's Xbox exclusive, so Microsoft dumped a ton of money on Crystal Crystal Dynamics to um, get the exclusivity for it. So it's it's Um, it's. Xbox exclusive forever, or is it a head start? No, it's, it's a timed exclusive. Right, okay. So they've suggested that roughly this time next year. So it's about a year. So this Holy time next shit. year. Yeah, this time next year it's going to release on um, PlayStation, and I believe on at the same time on PC as well. That's so. It's a that's a long time to um, to wait, and I don't think it shifted sort of the. Um, it wasn't the system seller that they sort of wanted it to be, I don't think. Um, from looking at a few stats online, I think um, Tomb Raider sold under about 60,000 copies in the UK, whereas Fallout was closer to um, something like 500,000 I was going to say 60,000 is um, not good in the current... No, no, it's not. I mean, even... Fallout being sort of like five hundred thousand. That is across three platforms. platforms. Um, so you, you can take a little bit 
off of that for sort of each individual platform. Say if you were only looking at Xbox um, users that bought Fallout, it's still a lot more than the people that bought sort of Rise of the Tomb Raider. Um, but both of these are very big games. Like Rise of the Tomb Raider should be a big release. The, the, the previous, the Tomb Raider reboot, was a fantastic mm-hmm. game. Um, it, yeah, it from what I've... I reimagined it really well. But. I haven't actually played it yet. I, I, think I, I think I've gotten it for free on every platform. Mm-hmm. Uh, and by that I mean something in the PlayStation sphere, something in the Xbox sphere. Because although I don't have the next-gen consoles, I... Um, I just take from the gold plus yeah, subscriptions. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I didn't. Uh, I don't want. Coming out. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know at all, and I don't kind of care anymore. A, a year is a long time, and we've talked before about how because everything's basically just a PC. Yeah, and the underlying architecture is so similar. Mm. Um, that except for some some rudimentary calls, it shouldn't be that hard to adapt things to both, or all three even. Um, this type of exclusivity is just wrong. Like yeah, the it, the, it the difference between the systems is basic is mostly artificial. Mm. Mm. I'm not saying it doesn't take people effort. Blah blah blah. But like it's not impossible. Um, that's why we're seeing games come out on all three platforms. And it's one thing to say a month or two, but a year. No one's going to give a shit about this game next year. That is yeah, just a bad yeah. move. This is this is the yeah you you sort of um, yeah that's my thoughts exactly. Um, it, it, in a year's time, there's going to be another bunch of huge games well, like around two- about this time of year that are going to be released. And it almost feels like Tomb Raider is just going to be swept under the carpet again when yeah. it releases on the other um, consoles. Whether they try and release it at a lower price point to try and get a few more people to pick it up, or whether they, because uh, I would, I would assume that there's going to be some additional content for it throughout the year. So oh, whether that, it yeah. releases is almost like a definitive edition, um, and you get everything that has oh, come yeah. out for a it. A goatee edition, know, yeah, yeah, almost, yeah. But uh, for sort of you know standard retail price, that might grab a few more people. Um, it's you know I really enjoyed the um, the Tomb Raider that uh, was released a, a few years ago, the, the sort of the rebooted version. So I, I would like to play the new to one. play Rise of the Tomb Raider, um, but yeah, to wait a year for it. It, it will probably be something that disappears until after next Christmas. Yeah, until you can I get it for dirt cheap. Second hand, yeah, yeah. yeah. I um, uh, I think the best description of that Tomb Raider game um, was probably by Nerd Cubed, who said, um, "It's well, it's probably the worst Tomb Raider game, but it's a really fun game." Right. Because there's no real rating of tombs. The puzzling is completely removed. It's become a female Uncharted, which is not a bad thing. It just yeah. isn't. If you wanted a Tomb Raider game, you shouldn't go to the, in the traditional sense, you shouldn't go to these games. But they're fun and they're reasonably good. Mm. Uh, mm. What I'm really curious about on this game is um, there was a, quite a backlash well, in my feminist sphere of, of the gaming blogosphere. Um, because the trope of she had to be beaten up and 
threatened of rape slash maybe raped um, mm. in order to find her strength instead of just yep. being strong like boys ha- can do. Um, I'm curious, like, it, the, the outside of that, the storytelling was really good. I think I think that, yes, it had had some um, problems with using tropes that, that are not the best. Yeah, yeah, but um, I did like the story in general. I like like I think they told a good story, and mm-hmm. so I'm curious if they learned anything from that critique, or if they just thought it was a bunch of, you know, lefty hippie feminists. Yeah, yeah, it would be good to see how they've um, sort of moved the character forward. I think there's, um, I'm not sure how it plays within the the, the storyline or where it falls within the timeline of what you're doing within the game, um, but I have seen that there are cut scenes, I don't know whether they're interactive or anything, of you almost speaking, or I think it's Lara speaking to a therapist. So whether they're exploring that a little bit more, hmm. or whether they, you know, rather than just sort of brushing it off say, as, a, I, as I, a one-off event that made her a badass and then she just continued to do that. I think they've, they've, it does seem like they're trying to yeah, I think one, since that's stuck in the character now, like it's in the mm. canon, it, it does make sense to maybe highlight it. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. is troubling, and it happened. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, now I'm super curious. Mm, mm, it, For well, like two yeah. years from now when it's doing <laughs> Exactly, when it's, on a, when it's a free PlayStation Plus game or it's on a Steam sale or yeah. whenever it gets released at a, uh, a reduced rate. That is really funny. Mm. Poor move, but well, it's yeah. I mean, to go up against something like Fallout, uh, and you had Battlefront the week before, maybe yeah. two weeks before. You had Call of Duty two weeks, weeks before, before that, or a week before that. And you, you know, we've got some some big games coming what, out um, on the run up to Christmas. Um, so yeah, you sort of with something like Tomb Raider, would they have been better to just have gone? Well, let's release in January. When not many games have come out, okay, people don't have as much money in January because of Christmas. And so I, I have a problem with this idea that Christmas is the only time gamers spend money. Um, sales figures probably reflect that, but that's because the biggest games only come out in the holiday season. And mm. then if you happen to have money in the summer, you have to go used or old or whatever because there's just nothing coming out. Well, you drink it all away. Well, yeah, but I'm assuming you want a video game. Mm. Um, and it's, I think it's mostly artificial and self-feeding. Like, yeah, sure, I'll buy a gift, but most people I know, um, present company excluded, um, don't get games for Christmas or whatever. Like, even if they're a gamer, they might buy things on a holiday sale. They might buy things at the holiday time because they want the game but they're not using holiday money per se there's nothing like if this game this game they're really excited about came out six months earlier they would still try and spend the money like it it doesn't seem like there's a big yeah i know i know what you mean um i think the last apart from my brother picking me up fallout i think the last game i got as a gift um, was um, Assassin's Creed 2. Great game. Is, it is a great game. That was a long time ago. Um, yeah, I, I, maybe, I think... 
we're hope- at that age where we sort of we have yeah. our money and we do what we want with it as such. So you sort of, if someone says to you, oh, you know, I'm, I'd like to buy you a gift for, you know, your mum says, I'd like to buy you a gift for Christmas. What would you like? You think, well, I've already picked up the games I'm right. going to pick up. Um, yeah, buy me some pants, please. Um, maybe, yeah, maybe I'm just old. Uh, I, I, and prejudice, because I'm like, Call of Duty should definitely come out in the holiday season. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that makes yeah. sense to me, but not all of the other ones. Um, I think it must it must come it must coincide with um, when people are going to have a large amount of time off. Oh, I didn't. When at least that. people or publishers summer believe that people vacation, are going though. to have off. Yeah, but normally Why with, sort isn't of, there with a the June summer you rush? go away, you go. Wow. No, I'm talking about kids, though, right? Because kids, if if you're looking at the holiday season, most people who are going to get games i think are people who have you know, like who are uh younger right sure but then when is there the highest time contiguously for them to play games the summer june june end of june or july august depending on how life works in your um, yeah yeah area of the world but then what call of duty uh is an 18 Oh, that's Fallout Four matter. must be. Well, I don't know actually whether it's a fifteen or an eighteen or something. I th- I would imagine that Tomb Raider is a, a higher rated, right, higher age rate game. But then, if you're over eighteen, you probably are either in uni or starting to work and having more control over your money. So you, like, even if your parents are supporting you, you. You spend your money the way you want to spend your money, like even if yes, they're giving yeah. it to you. So it just seems really artificial. Um, but now we can't fight it, and it just seems a shame because I actually might buy more than one of these blockbuster games a year if they were spaced out. But I can't afford in a month to buy a couple of seventy-dollar games, so I buy one at the most. Yeah, yeah, and then. That's it, and then I wait for the other ones. Yeah, I think I was quite lucky with the games that I wanted this year, with The Witcher coming out, um, I think it was about May. Yeah, and that was a great release. Because people talked about it for months, and I know people picking it up for months later. It just seemed to work fine. It did. Uh, When did did Metal Gear come out? Um, Like the first week of September. Yeah. So that sort of started the lead-up to... Sort of like the um, the big blockbuster the holidays, releases, yeah. really, um, and then I probably wouldn't have because my car had decided it was going to break. That it killed my gaming budget for for you oh, know wow. most November and December. So um, I had thought about picking up the new Call of Duty. I had thought about picking up the new um, Battlefront. Again, thought about picking up Fallout, and sort of you know. I would have sat there and thought, which one would I want? But suddenly that was taken out of my hands and I wasn't going to buy any of them right? Um, as such. But then that could have happened at any time of the year and I could have been without money when The Witcher came out, just purely coincidental. Um, mm. I didn't have the, the cash to be able to buy a, a game because of real life. But that, that then happens. And if you've got all of these big games coming out within one period of time, and as we say, we, you can only pick up one one of the big games in a month, in two months, three months, you know. I was going to say, the average... One big game every three months, it's, it's, it's crazy. But I suppose they want to fight for your money, don't they? 
Yeah, it just... It seems weird to fight for what isn't a huge market chunk, I think. Like it, like I said, like you said, September even it seems like a good time because there was no competition for Metal Gear. Um, yeah, I don't know. It just seems weird to me. Yeah, yeah. I think the other game uh, that released this week, um, which has been completely overlooked, it was uh, Just Cause Three. Has it been completely overlooked? It just came out. Two days ago, is it? Yeah, two days ago, and I, I sort of, I've seen a few people putting up reviews. Oh, I'm but, fucking psyched about that. Have you really? played a lot okay. of Just Cause? Um, I played um, a few hours of Just Cause Two on PC, but didn't like mouse and keyboard controls for it, so put yeah. it down. It, uh, I don't mind mouse and keyboard controls for it, um, which shouldn't be that surprising. I I'm pretty sure if I used a controller, um, some of the quick quick um, like grappling parachuting is a little clunky. Yeah, because you can basically fly right if you time sure. things right at a low low height. Um, but it, yeah, I'm sh- I'm sure it's easier on the on the controller. But uh, Just Cause One was all right. It, it was a really cool um, conceptually because it. It had the parachute, it had the grappling hook, it had different, like, it also had this idea of, like, bending reality so things don't need to be even close to real. Mm. Like, this idea of having unlimited grappling hooks. And you dual-wield Beretta-like guns with, like, from the start with infinite ammo. (laughs) Yeah, never having to repack your parachute. Yeah, you have to reload. Yeah. But other than that, that's the only thing that stops you. And the, and they're the weakest gun in the game. But like, at no point are you like, shit, I don't have bullets. It's just yeah. not part of this game. And then Just Cause 2, first of all, graphically, for its time especially, was gorgeous and mm. huge. Huge, huge game. And the parachute grappling hook stuff was much easier to do. The modding community on the PC took it and ran with it. Mm. Um, so, in fact... The, they endorsed the multiplayer mod, which is now which is available as a thing on on Steam, oh, because people liked it so much and they wanted to be in their own Michael Bay film with their friends. Yeah, that yeah. they made a multiplayer mod, and then the the devs were like, "Fuck yeah, nice, we didn't have quality. time to do that." So it's one of the downloads you can get. Yeah, um, and based on that, Just Cause Three has multiplayer, mm. and it, it looks hilarious. Um, the one of the limiting factors in Just Cause 2 was you had a tether, right? So like a grappling hook you attach to one thing and then another thing and you're not part of it. But you only got one of them. Yeah. In 3, you've got an infinite number of those two. Right. So you can attach, you can like chain things. Oh, so you can attach multiple things to multiple things. Yeah. And And the whole point of these games is that physics is not quite normal and you are ridiculous man like <laughs> like the plot doesn't fucking matter that's the superpower of ridiculousness yeah and uh just cause two you attacked bases and took them over blah 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 same thing with just cause one and in order to, to take them over you had to just destroy as much shit as possible causing chaos mm. um but then they were done yeah so you could either fuck around or do the missions uh, the missions got easier if you fucked around first, because you like like Far Cry Three, yeah, right. 
Um, but in Just Cause 3, things regenerate because there, people recognize the whole point of this game is just to fool around with physics and explosions and stuff and just have a lark. And they're not hiding from it. They're like, this is what you want to do. I don't want to stop you from this. I don't want to make artificial constraints. Have fun. Mm. Nice. Nice. So, That's cool. Oh, well, hopefully Just Cause 3 sort of runs with that a little bit more and, and does quite well. But again, I, it's got some big competition to come up against. I uh, if if I had a PC here besides my MacBook Air, yeah, uh, I I would have contemplated buying Just Cause Three, but I don't I can't run it. Mm, mm. I suppose if you don't, uh, you you had pre-ordered Battlefront as well, hadn't you? Yeah, and I haven't actually um, played it because I don't have that capacity. Yes, well, hopefully that will come up on a future episode. Mm. Hmm. And a friend of mine bought a, a new Nvidia graphics card. Hmm. And there was a giveaway of either Assassin's Creed Syndicate or Rainbow Six Siege. Oh, yeah. Which came out. Oh, that came out like today or two days ago. Two days ago. Same day as Just Cause. And he's like, I don't like these games. Okay. So he's like, which one do you want? So I picked Rainbow Six Siege. Oh, quality. I um, I did jump into the um, The beta beta very swiftly. I played maybe two games, not really enough to give any kind of impression about it at all. Um, apart from the fact that these servers were pretty shitty when mm. I tried to play it, that's what I came away with. That's about it. But I, I jumped into that bayer sort of on the last night, right? And when there was no time left, um, right? Because I had other shit to do. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it did seem like it would be fun. Yeah, I. I... What am I trying to say? The the siege idea and the fact that you can like there's so much destruction in the environment and you can shoot mm. through walls and stuff mm. that makes me excited because that's an actual evolution of the genre. Yep. Uh, it's not just jumping twice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Running along a wall very yeah. slightly. Yeah. Um. So that makes me excited. I mean, and also I got it for free because I'm a lucky son of a bitch. Nice. That's always good. So, we shall leave it there for a week. Um, lots of games come out at Christmas. If you're playing more than one, tell us, and we'll call you a very lucky bastard with far too much money to spend on games. And um, how do they tell us something? They tell us things through the power of the internet. Um, so you can go on Twitter. We're at tagtap underscore cast. I'm at Nova underscore 47. Adle is... At the Omniarch. Um, and you can email us, you can write us letters, you can jump up and down, smoke signals, we we sort of... We're tankedupcast at gmail.com? I believe so, tankedup.cast at gmail.com. The dots don't matter in gmail, we've been over this, I think on the air as well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I was quite as derisive as I realized I just was, and I apologize for that. <laughs> yeah. um, Tankedup.cast! Yeah, um, our YouTube channel is a little stale these days, but uh, we have one, just look up Tanked Up. Uh, and by all means, uh, join our Steam group as well. Um, Ooh, yeah, we set up a Steam group and we've reviewed like one word or one sentence reviewed a few games that we've been playing. Mm-hmm. In fact, oh, interesting. There are four members and four online. Really? Am I online? I didn't realize. Excellent. I was going to say. <laughs> um, oh, I was going to say, who's the fourth? But Alex isn't in it, and Nuva47 is. Is that... That's uh, my brother. Hello. Okay. Who will be listening, because yeah. he's awesome. Fair anyway, enough. what has been your favorite slash only beer uh, this week? 
give the cream ale a pass. <laughs> it's, there's, there's other generic beers out there. It doesn't do anything. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, the Goose Island, really nice. It's uh, a little heavier, a little hoppier than the um, the Dead Pony Club. But it is a session now, the Dead Pony Club. And I could just drink it and drink it and drink it. So I think that will be my pick for this week. Excellent. Um, if you're in Morrison's or, in fact, any supermarket across the land in Which the land UK. Which land is this? The UK. Is this, this is including in Northern Ireland? Uh, I don't know. I've never been to a supermarket in Northern Ireland. Mm. So I can't conclusively say across Great the Britain, whole of the UK. Yes, in Great Britain, you can pick up Brewdog Dead Pony Club, which we suggest that you do. Uh, awesome. Anyway, for another week, take it easy. Ciao. Oh, really? So the what, the whole of Ireland? Yeah, it's a British Isle. I bet that's contentious. Ooh.